Welcome to Fresh Take, your favorite weekly podcast that delivers a healthy dose of information pertaining to healthy lifestyles, organic and sustainable agriculture, and numerous topics related to the environment. Thanks for tuning in. Our industry experts are here to provide you with a fresh take on topics that can help you optimize your lifestyle and well-being. Fresh Take. On today's episode, we will be discussing the impact from COVID-19 pandemic to organic certification processes. On today's panel, I have Rom, who is the Executive Director of Florida Organic Growers and Consumers. I have Beth Rhoda, who is the Senior Policy and Quality Assurance Manager. And I have Brian Rakita, who is the Senior Organic Database Manager and the Senior Organic Inspection Manager. Welcome to all of you. How are all of you doing today? doing well, just hiding from um, my new junior co-workers so that they don't interrupt the conversation. My children are at home from school, so adapting to the new normal. Beth, I think a lot of people are dealing with that right now. Working from home and having children home from school is definitely an adjustment period for sure for many of us. Truly, these times are very difficult times. Fog and our staff joins with you, with everyone and their loved ones, our thoughts and prayers during these difficult times. Yes, there are certain sectors that's affected, but not all sectors are affected. In fact, the ag sector, the agriculture sector that we serve is doing strong in some cases. Um, I have talked to one of our board members is a farmer, and I was talking to her a couple of weeks ago, and she said her sales, their sales are doubled in organic. As consumers are shifting their preferences from cooking, more cooking at home, as buying to the restaurants, uh, truly it is true, the restaurants seems to have a hard time in this time. Airlines is another sector, travel industries in another sector where they're having difficult times. But the agriculture sector that we are serving seems to be doing it very strong. I was watching some news, Walmart's sales has grown up significantly higher on groceries because more and more Americans are cooking at home, which is a very welcome thing to do because as FOG, as an agency, as an organization, we support healthy cooking and doing using as much fresh produce as possible, especially those that are grown locally. So overall, I feel like while we have a difficult times, I do see strong sales in uh, CSAs, strong sales in farmer's market, where those farmer's market that are open, and then also uh, grocery chains doing very well in fresh produce. If you look at the, the sector, you have small-scale producers, medium-scale producers, and large-scale producers. Uh, small-scale producers, most of them have direct marketing. Whereas if you look at the large-scale producers, they already have contract with the large grocery chains so they can supply. Where really there is a problem in Florida is distribution systems. And uh, the, the absence of a good distribution system for these medium-scale producers they are in between. They don't have enough volume, enough to have a contract with grocery chains, or they, they have so much volume, they cannot just sell all their produce in farmer's market type thing. Right. One of the things FOG is trying to do is, uh, number one, how can we do that? They can reach out to Florida organic growers. And what we are trying to do is to do, the state of Florida has put together a website, and we are assisting the state of Florida to the best of our abilities to put this, this linkage where People know that this farm is having produce where people can go, go and do a UPIC if the farm allows UPIC. 
or if there is any other bias that is interested. In other words, uh, we are using that website as a vehicle to connect between producers and uh, producers who have surplus produce or want, wanted to get it up to produce or wanted to sell their produce. Now, there is no guarantee though, because it's not like a, uh, well, like I said, the absence of a well-defined distribution systems. Uh, Fog has also reached out to some other people, whether they can do certain activities with us so we can find the right producers. So it's on a case-by-case -case basis. We have been trying to help individual farmers to link up with the buyers, be it Walmart or be it, uh, be it Whole Foods or be it public supermarkets. With our certification program, which Beth and Brian is from, is actually we do certify some of those operations. And so we are also trying to do that and help them out. So there are ways we can help a farmer. So should a farmer have an issue with their inability to sell, they should reach out to FOG. And I'm sure you're going to give the contact info how to reach them at the end of this podcast so they can uh, contact us and we can put them in the right way. A, either through the State of Florida's website that they currently has been put together. B, we directly reaching out to um, some of the retailers who can help us out and see to find a what to find a solution that we can work with them to be able to help us out. So, so in order for farmers to contact us, they can reach out to us at education at foginfo.org. There's also a lot of information that we're publishing right now on our website. We are over the Florida Farmers Market Association at FOG. And on the Florida Farmers Market Association website, we have a newsletter and we also have weekly updates on the impacts from COVID-19, as well as the resources that are available. We're giving updates on what farmers markets are doing, what farmer, the, the different resources that farmers can access that are available to them right now to help them financially. Uh, there's a plethora of information there. So our listeners can either log on to foginfo.org and go through our website and see the updates there. Also be sure to click on the Florida Farmers Market Association page because there's a lot of information there with resources. Well, while these are big picture industry changes that has happening, like I said, strong sales in agriculture, the certification bodies such as QCS has to adapt ourselves. The whole industry, the certification industry has to come, come together and make sure the integrity of the organic certification process is maintained. Uh, just to begin, just to let you know that, and as you know, for organic growers, while it's, it's its mission is to promote organic and sustainable and regenerative agriculture, FOG also, for organic growers also owns a certification body, uh, Quality Certification Services, which is involved in organic certification for 30 years. And that, uh, that certification body has to adapt. On one hand, we have to make sure that we, the products continue to be certified, is remains under compliance with and maintaining organic integrity. And then we also have to adapt to the situation. And, um, and also we need to allow uh, new producers or new operation that wants to get into this business to be continued certified. Well, in discussing that, Ram, I mean, there's so many challenges in the day-to-day -day operations for certifying bodies right now. I'd like to get into talking a little bit about the new policies that have been adapted by the NOP program in the certification process. I serve on the board of directors for the Accredited Certifiers Association representing quality certification services. The Accredited Certifiers Association, or ACA, is a group of NOP accredited organic certifiers. And we work together to make sure that we are interpreting standards consistently and applying standards consistently and providing education to certifiers. And right now we have an exciting project going on to deal with contingency planning 
when we can't do on-site inspections for every operation during this COVID-19 crisis because of travel restrictions, stay-at-home orders, those types of things. So QCS is taking a leadership role and also working with other certifiers so that we're putting our minds together and our best foot forward to collaborate and make sure we're coming up with the best solutions that meet the objectives that Ron was talking about, ensuring that organic products on the shelves are meeting consumer expectations and complying with the standards, but also keeping our staff and organic producers safe during this crisis. So what we're working on right now is a contingency plan, and we have about 75 people from the organic certification community. So staff from organic certifiers, as well as inspectors and independent inspectors who are working together to come up with a best practices plan on how to do inspections remotely, how to do desk audits, how to do hybrid inspections to make sure the continuation of our oversight throughout this COVID-19 crisis, that we have continued oversight and uh, are making sure that uh, we're meeting the needs of our organic producers and making sure that they're compliant with the regulations. If anyone has questions about that program, I'd be happy to answer them. And we have a best practices document that is in draft stages right now but is expected to be uh, shared with the USDA's National Organic Program at, by the end of the week and to be publicly available in the coming weeks. Well, we recently conducted a training with all of our organic inspectors. This is Brian. I'm the Senior Organic Inspection Manager for QCS. We've recently conducted a training with all of our organic inspectors to help them make the most of the, of the tools that are available to, to safely conduct a full robust organic inspection from a remote distance and minimizing the risk of getting anybody sick. We're dedicated to verifying the organic integrity of the products we certify. So we're working hard with the Accredited Certifiers Association that as Beth mentioned and uh, the NOP and also with our clients and our inspectors to come up with tools to be able to do this in a way that doesn't put anybody at risk because the health of the public and the health of our inspectors and the health of our clients are all very important to us as well. And Brian, even though there is some difficulty coordinating between team members and clients right now to hold inspections, and I know that there's a hold on them right now, uh, QCS is still accepting new clients, correct? Oh, yes. We are accepting new applicants and we will, and we expect this to continue through the upcoming time. We will work together with our clients and our inspectors to come up with creative ways to verify that the organic standard is in fact being uh, upheld for all of our clients, both new and returning. And we're confident in our ability to be able to do this well right now. I'd like to add the USDA National Organic Program has been a great partner through all of this. They've maintained open lines of communication, both with the leadership of quality certification services and our individual organic certification program, but also have regular meetings with the boards of the Accredited Certifiers Association and International Organic Inspectors Association. So there is a lot of communication, a lot of sharing of ideas, a lot of bouncing ideas off one another to figure out what is the best way forward. And they've been great partners throughout this process. I agree, Beth. And I, I would like to make a, make a note here that the QCS, our certification program, is first of its kind to even to come up with thinking advanced 
thinking in advance and anticipating this COVID-19 situation to come up with a policy that achieves very important part, which is continuing the trust the consumers have in the organic industry, is to have a build a system that is twofold. One is a risk assessment and then followed by a hybrid inspection. What I meant by hybrid inspection is on-site inspection is mandatory under the regulation. At the same time, we don't want to affect the industry from compliance. So we have come up with a, a risk matrix. And based on the risk matrix, we are continuing to conduct on-site inspections as needed. But there are some things that we have to follow, though, uh, that maintaining the social distance at this time is very critical. And uh, Brian has put together a beautiful, wonderful program on that to make sure how to protect our inspectors at the same time achieve compliance by conducting these on-site inspections. So that's been going very well. On the other hand, this is on the organic side, on the, well, there's always a question that's been asked to us on, hey, does COVID-19 has any impact on food that is being grown? What, is there a transmission possibility on the food that is being grown? The way the food safety industry has been acting is a little different. So far, FDA's position is that there is no known transmission from produce or food, for the matter, to the individual who are consuming this product. What FDA has been doing because of that, the food safety industry is doing very different than what Brian just talked about. In the organic sector, what Brian mentioned is, hey, it's business as usual. You need to submit your application. You need to go through this process of inspection. It is a common, we call as hybrid inspections because there is the possibility of on, that is an on-site inspection, but it's also there's a pre-inspection involved, like assessing the risk. Beth mentioned about remote inspections done through webcams and looking at documents. So it's really much more intense than what it used to be. And then in food safety industry, what we did is we decided to extend the certificate of a client for four to six months. The hope is that after four to six months, that this problem would, uh, this problem with issues with COVID-19 goes away. Unfortunately, the downside of that is, is that every time we're trying to postpone inspection, the problem still remains. It doesn't solve. And all of a sudden, within a specific time, we have to rush through these numerous inspections that has to be done. Now, situation may change. At the end of the day, the problem persists after six months. Then we may have to change how food safety certifications are going to happen. But for now, the extension of certificate is a solution. The accreditation bodies of or the extension of certificate is a solution that has been accepted among certification bodies. FOG has also had several subject matter experts and sits on committees with the FDAs on these kind of discussions. I'd like to just dovetail on what Ram was talking about, food safety related to COVID-19 and offer some resources. There is a food scientist and a food writer his name is Kenji Lopez-Alt. He wrote a really great cookbook that's based on the science of food called The Food Lab. And he's provided some public information that you can find. He was featured on the NPR program, The Splendid Table. He's on the Serious Eats website that talks about a comprehensive guide to food safety during the COVID-19 crisis and basically explains the science behind the transmission of the virus and that it's not a foodborne virus and explains the science behind why we don't have to worry about the transmission of the virus from food. I just want to circle back for a moment. I know because we were talking about QCS is accepting new clients. I know that there are a lot of clients right now who are renewing as well. And 
Uh, Brian, if you wouldn't mind just shedding a little bit of light on what renewing clients can do or even new clients can do um, to apply online if they don't want to mail in their application or their renewal paperwork to remain in compliance, what resources are available for them to do this online? Well, right now we can accept your applications through email. We have the email address, I believe it's apply, A-P-P-L-Y, at qcsinfoinfo.org. And we also have our client care division will help answer any questions that that clients may have. It's clientcare at qcsinfo.org. And they can answer any questions that clients may have about how to submit their documents to us electronically right now. Brian, they can use that website whether they're applying or renewing, correct? Yes. Yeah, what's happening here is, as Brian articulated, inspection is happening through two ways, uh, uh, remote inspections with the combination of as needed on-site inspection. So inspection on moving, the platform and the methodology have slightly shifted to accommodate social distancing. Yes, we'll be doing as much of the inspection as we can remotely for the time being. And where it's safe, we will be doing some on-site visitation with proper social distancing and other safety protocols for the inspector's travel and things built into our system. Many of us in the agricultural world, Aggies and foodies, you could call us, are familiar with a writer by the name of Wendell Berry. Um, He uh, is based in Kentucky, and he's a farmer and has been writing about food and farming um, for most of his life. And about 40 years ago, he wrote a poem that's really applicable to both our work in agriculture, but also to the current crisis. And the name of the poem is Stay Home. It was written in 1980 from his collection called A Part. And it goes like this. I will wait here in the fields to see how well the rain brings on the grass. In the labor of the fields, longer than a man's life, I am at home. Don't come with me. You stay home too. I will be standing in the woods where the old trees move only with the wind and then with gravity. In the stillness of the trees, I am at home. Don't come with me you stay home too. And we can talk about some of the opportunities that come out of a crisis like this for us to re-examine our priorities and why we're all involved in sustainable and organic agriculture, um, pursuing the mission of the Florida Organic Growers to promote sustainable, regenerative, and organic agriculture. And it's to make the world a better place to provide to provide economic opportunities for farmers and also to provide safe and healthy food for people. And I think that this COVID-19 crisis has given us all time to reflect on what is important to us. And this organic movement is important to all of us. And there's a writer that has commented on Twitter and Instagram um, with something that's kind of gone viral in the last week or so. And her name is Sonia Renee Taylor. And she talked about how we can't go back to normal um, after this crisis. We will not go back to normal. Normal never was. Our pre-corona existence was not normal other than we normalized greed, inequity, exhaustion, depletion, extraction, disconnection, confusion, rage, hoarding hate and lack. We should not long to return, my friends. We are being given the opportunity to stitch a new garment one that fits all of humanity and nature. There's a lot of hope in that. Yeah, it's very powerful. 
Well, I want to thank you all as a panel for joining in on this conversation today and giving all this helpful information to our listeners. Beth, you mentioned that you'd be willing to assist anybody with any inquiries that they may have in relation to NOP policies or guidelines or what's going on with the certification process. If anybody has any question, uh, where would they contact you? They can reach me via email, and my email address is s at qcsinfo.org. Perfect. Uh, as I mentioned before, if you have any questions uh, for FOG, please reach out to us at education at foginfo.org. And for more information, you can also get on our website at foginfo.org and also look at our Florida Farmers Market Association page, which is linked into that website. As always, we thank you for listening and we ask you to stay safe, practice social distancing and wash your hands. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. As many of you already know, FOG is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization, which means we need your help to keep all of our content free to the public. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation today. We would really appreciate your support.